0: The hardest thing is the not knowing and, you know, the lack of information. You know, we're not quite sure what to say to our customers. I mean, the runoff is just around the corner. It's the peak time for fishing, tourism and one You know, a lot of clients do book in advance. You know, they book quick 12 months in advance to come up and catch um, and, you know, go barra fishing, especially with a million-dollar fish. But it's just that, un- that not knowing, you know, like, what, what are we doing? We're sort of sitting on our hands. We're like sort of like, you know, the bycatch of the whole situation. You know, as a tourism operator, we just really need the government to sit down with the Northern Territory government with the Northern Land Council and um, and just sort it out. You know, I mean, it's been You know, we like to offer our clients a good mix of barrow fishing, reef fishing and sports fishing. And to be able to tick that barrow box, which is, you know, really important for tourists coming to the top end. They're the rivers and they're the coastal creeks and the systems that we need to access. So... You know, it's pretty scary times at the moment.
1: How would it affect your business if that was closed permanently, the lower finness access?
0: I wouldn't even really know where to start. We've got five full-time staff members. We've got five casual staff members. We've invested a lot in, you know, brand new boats and, and infrastructure in the last two years. And to have this happen at this time of the year, looking into, you know, 2019, you know, at sleep over at the moment, as I'm sure the other fishing tour operators are in the Northern Territory. Right across the Territory, if it doesn't happen now, it may very well happen in the future. You know, I mean, the precedent is being set. We just need to sit down and come to an agreement that's going to work for all Territorians. And I think that's the, what the Northern Land Council wants. I'm sure they don't want to shut down the whole of, you know, these tourism industries and stop people from going fishing. But we just need to come to a resolution. And this not knowing is having this dark shadow hanging over the whole industry. And it's not just fishing tourism. You know, I mean, I've been speaking to, you know, friends, customers that are friends that now come up with their own boats they come up and they fish for a month during the dry season and they're sitting on
1: their hands thinking, what do we do? There's probably about 30-odd of us that come up for 10 days. Just last year we hired our boat, spent 20 grand there. We spent a couple of nights either side of the trip in Darwin. We, you know, we eat, we drink, spend more money than we tell our lives. We eat every night at the lodge, we drink at the lodge, we go to the rec centre in Dundee. You know, There's 30 of us there, have meals, have drinks. You know, the fuel, we spend over $1,000 a day on fuel, bait, ice. If there's as a group, we'd probably spend 70 to 100000 The little finnest or the the main finish itself, all out to the, the parents. We're in there fish the caves down there, to the jewies and any of the coastal creeks or, you know, the rocky outcrops along the way. People going, aren't committing to coming this year. They're going, oh, what's going on? What's going on? Because being so far away, we've got to book our flights now. Like, you know, and we've got to book accommodation. You know, the sooner we know, the better. You know, most people come up there, all that reef fishing's a bonus and the jewies are a bonus, but coming from south, everyone wants to catch a barrow. They want a big barrow. That's all they want to catch. Places in Queensland we can go to as well, like there's, Other states that, you know, Barra is not limited to the Northern Territory, but I mean, if we can't fish, what's the what's the point?